Thank you for listening to We Have Ways of Making You Talk. Sign up to our Patreon to receive bonus content, live streams, and our weekly newsletter with money off books and museum visits as well, plus early access to all live show tickets. That's patreon.com slash we have ways. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Are you looking for a view of the world that's a bit different? Hi, I'm Jason Palmer, a host of The Weekend Intelligence, a podcast from The Economist. Join us to hear the stories that matter most to our correspondents and editors. Every Saturday, we introduce you to people and ideas that take you outside the ordinary and expand your horizons one episode at a time. Join us and see the world from a new perspective. To listen free until May 31st, search Spotify for The Weekend Intelligence. Stations and stations, all hands on deck. Um, welcome to uh, part three, Boxing Day, of our Sink the Scharnhorst series. Um, I mean, mini-series. We didn't call it that to start with, Sink the Scharnhorst, because we wanted it to have an element of a cliffhanger. But, I mean, we, we do we do expect that we have ways listeners to know what that the Scharnhorst ends up at the bottom, don't we, Jim? Let's be honest now. You're not, I, I think so. I think I so. Mean, <laughs> It is still, we're still calling it the Battle of the North Cape, though. We are still calling it the Battle of the North Cape. Um, and let's so, start- so there might be a few surprised amongst you to realise yeah, that it... Yeah, absolutely. But let's start is- with this. Let's start with this. It all seemed so strange. There was this terrific ship loved by her crew, as Jamaica is by us. All the extra bits of paint here and there, Christmas decorations in the messes, a complete self-contained unit, a town with its own life, a fine, proud, living thing. And then it just wasn't. And we piped port watch of the hands to defence stations, clear up the mess decks and hats for rounds and had picnics in the gun room on ham for Macchieri and turned in. We had done something that had altered the whole course of the home fleet's war. And yet, besides a lot of laughter and line shooting, nothing happened. It seemed difficult to grasp. We'd sunk something and then passed on. It all seemed too impersonal for proper thinking, whereas really it was an intensely personal thing. They were jolly brave anyhow. Yeah. Now that so those that's from the words of Peter of, Fleck. So ex- before we before we get into uh, Sunday the twenty sixth of December nineteen forty three, um, who's Peter Fleck, Jim? So Peter Fleck is the father of a local friend of mine, Richard Fleck, who is a barrister. And I was talking to him on the first of January. We were yeah. was a, a, another friend of mine was organising a little shindig. And we were chatting around, and in the course, of, I mean, his family stories because he's got lots of German. Dutch German flex, right? Of course, um, in yeah. there as well, and so hair, f- hair flex from um, and he's got lots of sort of Dutch resistance heroes in, in right. his his armory as well, and because right. because they were Jewish, you know, obviously then right, they, it wasn't one of those ones where part of the family were Nazi and part of them weren't. I mean, they right. they were all very much anti. Yeah, yeah. He happened to be, so, you know, we were talking about, about the Battle of the North Cape, and he said, "Oh, my father was in that. He was in uh, in Jamaica." I was like. <laughs> Uh, the crews are not obviously in the yeah, campaign, yeah. and um, 
uh, and I just thought, oh, that's absolutely amazing. And, and then he said, yeah, and he wrote this amazing piece about it. Um, and he said, and I said, well, you know, any chance I could look at that? And he said, yeah, of course. So I, I trotted up there literally the next day and photographed it and 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 read it. And and it was, it's wonderful. And so we're, we're going to be following the fortunes of Peter a little bit. Yes. Um, in the course of this episode, because he's very much our kind of human drama. Yes, our, he's our, our eyes on the, uh, eyes on the our, ground. Our, yeah. Eyes on the water, yeah. um, so to speak. Um, and so that's who Peter Beck is. And he was a young midshipman assigned to, uh, and he was on one of the guns. I think he was on X turret on the cruiser HMS Jamaica and was absolutely there and the very thick of it. Part of Force 2, which for those of you who've listened yeah. to the first two episodes will remember is the battleship Duke of York. The um, heavy metal, four, basically. Four S-class destroyers and Jamaica yeah. the cruiser. And these yeah. are the big guns and commanded by the commander-in-chief of Home Fleet himself, Sir Bruce Fraser. And, and uh, I mean, Jamaica, for instance, is... This is this is a this is a unit. I mean, nothing. Obviously, in our last episode or the previous episode, I can't remember which. We we got we got very much uh, into the uh, what's a battleship, what's a battle cruiser, what's a pocket battleship. Yes, or, or, yes, and, and so on, which 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 are actually um, uh, important distinctions. But the but the Jamaica the Jamaica's like is a is a Fiji class cruiser of the Royal Navy. Yes, um, we're talking we're talking four triple six inch guns, four twin four inch guns, four quadruple two pounder pom uh, pom anti anti aircraft guns, Ehrlichans, uh, the whole lot. So it, this is this is no uh, um, uh, uh, light vessel in itself. Laid down in thirty nine, so cutting essentially right up to date piece of piece of kit, doing what it's meant to be doing. And, and I, the, I sent you this book, didn't I, on on yeah. the gunnery pocketbook, nineteen forty five, which is amazing. a Royal Navy thing, and it, and it's absolutely amazing because it has all these pullouts of the these um, drawings of all the various classes of cruiser and destroyer and gun mountings anyway, and it's got a typical gunnery layout of a Mauritius class cruiser, which is not quite the same as a Fiji class, but is very very similar, and and it's got the same kind of main turret layout and everything. So you can see with Y turret and X turret at the back, they're three guns on in each turret, B and A turret at the front, and various other guns. I mean, just looking at it, um, it is absolutely rammed full of of weaponry isn't it yes and chock full of ammunition as well so if your magazine chock full of ammunition if your magazine goes up you're in real trouble what i like is just before that though jim in this book are the bugle calls a list of bugle (laughs) calls action alarm to arms cruising stations well it's all dark and ship is really good yeah first post last post rouse sunset <laughs> so I can do it. I can read music. <laughs> what about officers dressed for dinner? Yes, officers dressed for dinner. Fantastic. Yes, look at that. Uh, anyway, close watertight doors, which is. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a boring one, that one. It's another planet, the Navy. Let's put it that way. Anyway, the, um, <laughs> it's a different world, isn't it's it? It's a different world. But List let, but- of bugle calls. So there's 61. Yeah. And you better know them all. Yeah, you better know them all. And some poor, some poor marine who knows them all. Who, um, <laughs> I mean, I know a couple of. I it's know a, a couple it's of an essential piece of kit. That these. book, an essential yeah, yeah, yeah. piece of incredible. kit, incredible, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Well, we should do one session where we just actually just go through that book. Yeah, I think that 
I think that's a really good idea. But it's not this episode because we are trying to sink it's the not show. We've got to get on with it. We're on boxing. We can't keep them hanging on that cliff any longer. No, exactly. So, oh, um, They've either uh, got to pull off no. or, or uh, pulled up or jump off. <laughs> it's a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> it's a full it's a full day though this this is the interesting thing about about yep. this this action begins essentially begins at, at um, half past midnight and goes and goes on all 0028. day so, 0028 um uh bay who's um uh, you will remember is the, the is the counter admiral that's right who's commanding the german flotilla the, the german uh, uh gripper. um he receives a signal that luftwaffe has lost contact with the so he's off to a good start had lost contact with the convoy at 1625 the previous day. Dead Luftwaffe don't say where the convoy was. I mean, this so, is so all, it's spectacularly unhelpful. It's pretty, pretty all pretty, um, all pretty shoddy, isn't it? And then half an hour later, he gets another signal that says that it was the last sighting. Oh, no, actually, it was ten past three yesterday. <laughs> so, so it's even worse. It's, it's even worse. So, so, yeah. um, uh. Uh, meanwhile, Force One at one o'clock. Force That's a pretty, One, pretty, pretty damn good idea where they are. Yeah, the Germans they ought are. to course to two hundred and sixty degrees, which is which is pretty much uh, going due west. West, yeah, just just yes. shy of due west. So 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 just to remind people, Force One is coming from Russia. Force Two is coming from Iceland. Iceland. So the idea is that they're coming. They're sandwich. They're going to try and sandwich it in the middle. So yeah. so 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 Conta Admiral Bay and the, on the Scharnhorst with his five Zerstura. And his forty cadets, um, his destroyers, yep. are heading kind of sort of pretty much northwards, not entirely northwards, but they're heading straight towards the convoy, um, JW fifty five B, which is heading on a course of about o seventy, isn't it? Something like yes. that. So heading northeasterly. Part of this is that that, that this that these are quite confined waters, and so what the what the Royal Navy are doing here, what Fraser's doing here, is taking advantage of that, isn't he? He yes. he knows that it works he, against he, us. It works for it, us. Yeah, exactly. So he's it's worked against the navy pretty much uh, when things have gone wrong. So PQ seventeen, for instance, it's worked against the navy. The fact that these waters are quite confined, because because you know PQ seventeen dispersed, don't they? Which might work, might I mean probably might might work in the Atlantic, could work in the Atlantic because the Atlantic's so enormous. But but here is here is a situation where there isn't really much room for manoeuvre. So so what what Fraser's doing is is using that, isn't it? Is using the fact that it's you're trapped in here with us, we aren't trapped in here with you. It's the it's, it's sort of yeah. And what he's trying to do is sandwich them in the middle. Yeah, exactly. The Admiralty the Admiralty then receives a signal that the German battle group has sailed and passes that on at 0319 to Fraser. So Fraser's uh, um, now licking his lips. Exactly. He was um, right I, all along. He He'd predicted right they were going to come out. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I, I expect though. Fraser's a, Fraser's a chap who it's a tiny smile in the corner of his mouth, isn't it? He's not. Yes. He's not. He's Except, not high-fiving but there's himself. also. <laughs> yes, but it's the tiny smile tempered with anxiety that they're not going to yep. be able to get there in time. Yes, exactly. So he receives the message at 0339. I mean, the, the other thing is, I'm wondering when on earth he got any sleep. That uh, uh, yeah, you don't team, worry about that. Don't worry yeah, about that. <laughs> That's for later. <laughs> he gets the we've message. Got a, we've got a, a battleship, pocket battleship, battle cruiser to sink. Yeah. But he's worried that if the Germans attack at first daylight, they'll retreat immediately. Force two isn't going to be able to help. So he's he's worried that it's not all quite cli- not all quite going like clockwork. It's not quite clicking together. Um Maybe uh, you should uh, just call it a pocket a pocket battleship cruiser. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> 
<laughs> then you're kind of you're covering all eventualities. I, th- I think I think it, or a cruising a cruising pocket it. battleship, <laughs> cruising pocket battleship. It's a pocket cruiser. Oh, whatever. Um, at, at four in the morning. Just, let's just call it the Scharnhorst. Let's just call it the, that. Actually, is the simplest way. <laughs> it's simplest way it's of the safest of all, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. at four o'clock in the morning, oh four hundred RA fifty five A, which is the convoy sailing away from Russia, so the empty the empty yep. ships, is now two hundred miles two hundred miles west of Bear Island. I was wondering about that um, after we spoke yesterday. Is are those boats? Are they going quicker because they're empty, or are they handling worse in rough seas because they're empty because they're designed to have a certain amount of cargo well they're going against they're going against they're they're going into the wind aren't they so they shouldn't be going that much faster i would have thought they would go faster because they're empty there's no question but not but but they might not handle as well because the because because of you know ships are designed to handle with what they're drawing aren't they so if you've got if you've got a great big if you've got an empty freighter it probably doesn't handle as well as when it's when it's loaded and it's sat in the sea properly the, the, it's designed. The, the bottom line is, is that the, yeah. the the timings on this haven't worked, so that they're not yeah. in synchronicity as they as they come south of Bear Island. But the good for, the good news for RA fifty five A is it's two hundred miles west of Bear Island, which basically means it's, it's safe. Clear. Yeah, uh, you know, it might have some U boats, but the U boats are very effective at this time, and it's still got plenty of of escorts. Even though four destroyers have been detached, have been peeled off. Yeah, that's the thirty right. sixth um, um, destroyer flotilla has yeah. been peeled off. And RA fifty five A, they don't, they haven't been detected either, as far as we, as, as as far as the navy knows. So it's clear that the Germans, it's pretty clear the Germans are going for for JW fifty five B, which is the with the convoy inbound for Russia. And they're 50 miles south of Bear, Bear Island at eight knots on this course of um, o, o 70 degrees. So basically, yeah. o, o, almost, northeast. almost, yeah, n- 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 northeast, east, east, northeast, east, northeast, northeast, force one is steaming in. At a, it's 150 miles east of the convoy steaming in at 18 knots. So force one is coming <laughs> from Russia. Force yeah. two is coming from Iceland. Yeah, I think you said that, Jim. Yeah, no, I think I said the other way around. But anyway, right, anyway but that's what anyway. I meant. But see, this is why neither of us are admirals of the home fleet. <laughs> <laughs> but, sir, we're in this. <laughs> but, sir, we're forced to. Oh, bloody hell, not again. <laughs> you sure you want us to go to the Azores? Just call it the shot. I, I, I need my non map maps. <laughs> They're charts. Oh, God, we can't call them They're maps. They're charts. Okay. Oh, yeah, God, that was shots. close. The convoy's doing what it can to remain coherent, so it's toddling along at yeah. eight knots. Everyone else is doing what they can to get there sooner, but I think one of the interesting things is the weather. Again, the weather is really, 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 really bad. So even the Duke of York, which basically is a whole whole lot of ship and can power on through pretty much any kind of ocean, even the Duke of York's having a problem. Well, they're doing 24 knots, and they would probably yeah. be doing, I don't know, another five or six. Were, yeah, yeah. yeah were, the, were the weather better, but they can't. And, and at 4.01, Fraser issues orders to Captain McCoy. And you may remember that Captain McCoy is the, is the man in charge of the disco- uh, the destroyer, the fighting destroyer escort um, of the convoy JW-55B, which is going to Russia. And he says, and, and so what you're, you, you're getting now is that Fraser's on the scene. He may still be kind of 300 miles away, 350 miles away, but he's very much now that now he is running the show. He's the admiral. He's the commander in chief of Home Fleet. He's on it. And he's saying to, uh, to McCoy, basically 
turn north as quickly as possible. Get as far away from the Scharnhorst and, and the German destroyers as you possibly can, as quickly as you possibly can. 10 past 4, 0410, midshipman Peter Fleck, still only 19, on board HMS Jamaica, wakes up and goes to the cipher office. So, as we all know, you can, you do these um, watches when you're on a ship. So, you know, it's, it's, it's 24 hours, not 12 hours. And... Um, so he wakes up at 0410, goes up to Cypher office, and he sees just one message, which is CNCHF, home fleet, CS10, uh, which is cruiser 10, um, which is force one, D17, which is the um, uh, destroyer, so that's Captain McCoy, from Admiralty. Admiralty appreciates Scharnhorst is at sea. So this is the message that... Appreciates. That, that it's, I absolutely appreciates. love that, that as a word for this yeah. for the, this piece of information. We appreciate that the Scharnhorst is at sea because it doesn't, it doesn't say they know. It doesn't say they're certain. Yeah. It doesn't say they guess. They appreciate that they're at sea. It, and it, it says they're rubbing their hands together at the prospect. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. They're very appreciative. Yeah. Um, but, but the interesting thing, and I thought this is a lovely detail. So, so Peter Fleck notices that the writing after the word Sharnhorst, i.e. is at sea, is all shaky from the writer's excitement when yeah, he's noted it down. Isn't, isn't that incredible? It? And he goes back and says, look, this is all exciting and, and no one seems to know anything about it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's funny in itself. And he takes the forenoon watch, which for everyone else means morning. I mean, how he's 19, so, I mean, he'll know exactly what the Scharnhorst is. He'll know that it's a bottle, bottle, pocket battleship, cruiser battleship, <laughs> won't he? <laughs> <laughs> he'll know exactly what... He'll, he'll know exactly what's battleship going, cruiser, yeah. Exactly. He'll know exactly what's going on here. Um, uh, uh, okay, and, and then uh, um, uh, 0546, um, uh, burn it. Um, uh, Who Vice is, Burnett, his flag is the Belfast. Belfast. Yep, re- replies giving his position. The sea's now extremely rough, so winds force seven to eight. I mean, that's the other thing is that this this all happens in the day. It's a foul day, and they still manage to press this home. I think it's quite interesting. By six o'clock, the weather's improving slightly, but if you're improving slightly from a force seven to eight, it's still bad. Thirty six destroyer division now begins sweeping starboard um, uh, on the starboard side of the convoy to make use seven one six dive because there are U boats in contact with the. With the convoy, but they're not. They're not doing anything. They're not. They're not really. This, um, this is Wolfpack Eisenberg. Then at 0628, Fraser orders the convoy to steer a course of 0445 degrees, so um, northeast, for Force One to close on the convoy as as soon as possible. So he's trying to he's trying to like tidy up his tidy up his uh, uh, lines, essentially, isn't he? Then well, and also six- he wants to make sure that even if he's not there before the Shanghorse gets yeah. on the scene, at least Force One will be. So things are really starting to pick up suddenly. And a sign of the fact that they're picking up suddenly is that 0700 HMS Belfast is brought to first degree readiness. So he's ready, ready yeah, to rock and roll. Uh, Bay, At the same time, yes, Conti Admiral, Admiral Bay. He sends yep. his Zestorers out. So, yep. um, uh, Z28, whatever. I mean, honestly, the, the Germans, the Germans aren't good at this. They need to give the they need to give the destroy Z twenty nine Z thirty. I mean, it's not good, is it? These, these destroyers no, are no, awful, names. awful names. Awful names. So the five destroyers head off, and at this point, um, the Shan horse reduces speed to a mere ten knots. I mean, what the heck? The weather's really, really bad. I mean, it's part. Yes, that, I know, but it? this is something that's capable of doing thirty, nearly thirty two knots. Yeah, but what is weather- he thinking? Well, he's he not, must I know just- that the longer he's a, a he's out at sea. 
he the greater the chance of being into of being intercepted by the Royal Navy. Last episode, we talked about how maybe he's that order he he sends to his boss to uh, Schneivind, where he says, you know, where, where it feels like he's saying, look, if there's any way I could possibly get out of this, please let me know. Do you think he's doing that a little? Well, actually, I, I think you may well be right because maybe if he sends his destroyers ahead, they're sweeping for kind of any evidence, and basically the destroyers then see the Duke of York or Belfast and the cruiser squadron and go. Do you know what we should just turn around here send it back and he goes well i'm sufficiently far back now because i've reduced my z to 10 10 knots so i've got i've got an escape route you see i think i think there's you a think that's that what's going, going on i think there's a tiny bit of that going on yeah and and and, and, and i don't blame him you know um no meanwhile fraser is going all guns yeah exactly force one changes course to 270 degrees so again um so do so west, west. So, exactly um uh, uh, and it's steaming with the wind so they're they're um they're cracking on half past seven. Bay thinks he's 40 miles Southeast of Bear Island. And that, I mean, that shows actually that even though earlier on, we were talking about, you know, he's a couple of hundred miles away. They're 50 miles away. They're 150 miles away. The speeds these ships, are, sh- ships are going, they're covering, they're covering the distance. You know, he's, if he's 40 miles Southeast of Bear Island, when he was 200 miles, uh, only an hour and a half. Well, ago, it's, it's not like going around the M25, is it? Let's face it. <laughs> I mean, you know, you've got, no, you've got no roundabouts, traffic lights or anything. You know, you can just draw a straight line and go there, can't you? Well, very bad weather, though. Um, uh, um, and the, yeah, that's true. The, and then he orders the crew of the Scharnhorst to action station. So, so um, I mean, that's interesting, isn't it? That Within half an hour of each other, both Belfast and Scharnhorst have, have, have realised that things are kicking off. 0740. Force One receives a new le- location for the convoy for JW. So it's B. absolutely in touch. Knows what what it's got to do, where it's got to be. Yeah. The sort of a, the, that anxiety phrase must must have felt it must be subsiding a little um, uh, at this point. That uh, uh, they've managed to they've managed to make up for the lost time and coordinate properly. Uh, 07, uh, uh, 07.55, Sean signals an alteration, of course, to 230 degrees. The in other words, it's turning around to go, it's going southwest yeah. at this point. And you, you can see the, the five destroyers, they're all turning southwest to completely the opposite direction to JW55B. The 36th Division is now peeled off and is coming towards them as well. Yeah. Force One well, is coming from the south southeast. Yeah. Well, and and, and Charnhorst is behind Z29, which is in the middle of the five destroyers. Well, and if the idea is that the destroyers the destroyers op- offer other targets as well as the Scharnhorst in order to protect the Scharnhorst, uh, that 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 at 0840, you know, well by 0940, which we'll talk about in a minute, they they're not doing that, are they? They are not. They are not. Well, they're offering a screen at for- all. No, but they're looking for JW55B, which is to the north of them, yeah. and moving in yeah. the opposite direction. So they're just patrolling the wrong area. That's the bottom line. He's got it wrong, isn't he? That's the thing, Bay is... Well, and the key thing is, is that 0800, the 36th Destroyer Division, completes its sweep and forces U716 to dive, but then the sub, the U-boat then resurfaces and makes a sighting report. And at this point, Sharnhorst then alters course again. Crucially, all comms between the Sharnhorst and the destroyers ceased. So he's on his own. I do think Bay did as in order to try and avoid a confrontation. Perhaps that misstep is the thing that serves him up into Fraser's trap. Really, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, it, so it's, it's all it's it's gathering pace, isn't it? And 0820, Peter Fleck on board HMS Jamaica. Um, here's the commander, who's Captain John Hughes Hallett, um, and he announces over the Tanai that the Shan horse is at sea. And that the ship would go to action stations in five minutes' time. And in the in the end of it, they end up being closed up for. 
which means you know absolutely on first alert for 12 hours 25 minutes and he talk, he right talks about, about about it's not cold in x turret but 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 they get an exaggerating feel for the role of the ship you know this okay mighty cruiser but still kind of i mean you okay. just imagine can't you you can actually in response to our first episode one of our listeners after the first episode paul kemp wrote and said um vice admiral sir Frederick parham on uh, who's the uh, on Belfast said Tommy that North Cape was like being locked in a darkened fridge which was being violently shaken wow isn't that, that's very vivid well I yeah. think we should take a break there and then because well, the, the shark yeah, horse has been detected yes, and then we Sean can get into detected, some action and find out what happens next after the break welcome back to We Have Ways of Making You Talk the shark horse has been detected it's half past eight in the morning on uh, Sunday, the 26th of December, Boxing Day, 1943, um, Sheffield comes to first-degree readiness. And Sheffield is a cruiser. There's no dispute about that. At 0834, um, Norfolk, on its Type 273 radar, picks up Sean Yeah, there's two types of radar these cruisers have. Yeah. They have the Type yeah. 284 and the Type 273. Picks her they up do different at a bearing, a bearing of two, uh, 280 degrees, 18.75 miles away, which is not very far away. 33,000 yards. Yeah, which is well. One of the things you, they tell you, you on yeah. when when you go to Belfast, they say these guns you could f- fire onto Heathrow from here in the centre of London with these guns, right? Eighteen point seven five miles is 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 close in this in this money, isn't it? Right? Yeah, and you're starting to get to the point, but don't forget it's dark. You know, we're, we've only just gone past the shortest day. High up in the Arctic, it, it's literally dark pretty much all day. It's certainly dark at this time of night. So the key is to get close enough to be able to fire star shells over the over the enemy ship and illuminate so that you yeah. can see what you're doing. Yeah. British British gunnery is sufficiently um, skilled that it can do it without being illuminated. It can do it by radar and, and you know, yeah. gun laying and all the rest of it um, and rangers. But, but it's much better to have the illumination. But what you what you're sensing is gathering pace here. That that, that, exactly. that things are about to happen. Well, then Belfast picks her up at at thirty five thousand yards and locks her guns on um, uh, onto Sharnhorst. McCoy, McCoy with the convoy is told is told by Burnett on, on Belfast that this has happened. That the contact's happening. Sheffield then makes contact. So uh, th- three of the big beasts um, have, have found the Sharnhorst on radar, seventeen point three yep. miles away. Um, so it's getting uh, closer. It's getting closer, um, and that's at that's at ten to nine. At five to nine, oh eight fifty five, Captain Johansson on Zestora nine und zwanzig sends a, a convoy site reporting. I mean, it's just it's no good, isn't it? And and uh, he orders nine und zwanzig dreizig to prepare to fire um, at this target. Um, and they almost immediately realise that it's actually another one of their destroyers um, out of position to the north. So they're not they're not having any. The, the German destroyer flotilla is not having any luck, basically. They're out of they're out of touch with the Scharnhorst, and they don't know. They're all like they don't know who's who in their own formation, so they're having a rough rough time of it. And there's I no mean, question think- about it. The the, the the Force One is scenting blood. Exactly. The the, yeah. the three big cruisers, they're absolutely mad for it. Just in case anyone was worrying about wondering about what the Soviets are up to at this point, um, Admiral Gol- Golov. Golovko um, orders three so- Soviet subs to the area of the North Coast, so we can all breathe a sigh of relief that the Soviet Navy um, has finally shown up, or is going to show up. Um, nine o'clock. So at nine o'clock, um, uh, we actually, I think you've, you've in the notes, you've, you've written first action, Jim. So here we go. Nine o'clock, Belfast picks up a radar echo at 13.9 miles away, bears the guns, the six inch guns at three minutes later. The three cruisers are all now in line on a bearing of 180 degrees um, 
coming in on the Scharnhorst. Oh, I know four minute later, the radar echo is down to 20,500 yards on a bearing. Which is about from 11 miles. So it's getting a lot closer. So it was, you know, it was 18 miles a minute ago um, or half an hour ago. Um, uh, Captain McCoy receives a radar report that um, the Scharnhorst is, is on a bearing at 125 degrees to the convoy at 35 miles. So, I mean, the convoy is still very much bait. So 125 uh, degrees, that's that's now going yes, so east, southeast. The Scharnhorst is doing handbrake turns while this is all happening. 0915, Force One alters course to 160 degrees with Belfast leading and retraining her six-inch guns, followed by Sheffield and Norfolk. The Scharnhorst is now on a course of 070 degrees, 070 degrees. So, I mean, he's, he's yeah, sort so of Yeah, so I'm now looking right. at the chart. I'm looking at the chart, yeah, yeah. the situation 0930 to 0940. And what's really interesting is that you can see the five destroyers all in a row, all heading southwest away from everything else. The Scharnhorst is now pointing southeasterly. JW55B is still heading north. 36th Division, which is the destroyers, is north of, is between JW55B and the and the German destroyers and the Scharnhorst. And the Belfast, Sheffield, and Norfolk of Force One are hot on the tails of the Scharnhorst. That's basically what's happening. 0924. That's what it's all about. Um, the up goes the Belfast opens fire with the star shell. I mean, I think it's really interesting, isn't, isn't this? Because you said, you know, you did say that the, the Royal Navy can do this with radar if they want. They don't need the star shell, but the star shell's better. But also the star shell, firing a star shell is a signal of intent, isn't it? it Damn it, right. It, it's, as mu- it's as much saying to the Scharnhorst, we, we can see you, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, as yeah, anything yeah. else, if you're if you've part if part of how you go about this is is, is to intimidate the enemy, the Norfolk then fires a star shell a minute later, um, uh, and Onslow, uh, uh, one of the destroyers, sees the star shell. So basically, it's a signal to everybody, an immediate signal. You haven't got to radio anybody. Yes, goes, and the other thing the is, no, uh, and the reason Norfolk doesn't fire initially, Belfast does, is because Belfast has got non-flashless cordite. Yeah. Oh no, it's got flash sorry, has got flashless cordite. So basically when you fire the starlight, you can't see the gun winking yeah. from ten miles away. Yeah. Which in turn tells the enemy where you are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it didn't work. So Norfolk, which has non flashless cordite, in other words, yeah. it flashes, takes a punt. Because he might because Norfolk might as well. Um, uh, uh, yes, um, but, but but by doing so, it is uh, Norfolk is illuminating itself in the process, yes. or, or yeah, giving yeah, a yeah, yeah. big indication of where yeah. where it is. Where it so is. That's a, that's um, not without risk. But these star shells are amazing because because they they hurtle up into the air. I mean, you know, miles, and then they illuminate. You know, they they, they sprinkle. They they basically cover the area with with illumination with light as they drift very, very slowly on, on little parachutes, don't they? Or do they just twinkle? Maybe they're not on parachutes, but anyway. The, you know, they, they, they cast a glow over the over the target. Well, the, the, uh, artificial daylight, isn't it? Um, uh, artificial uh, daylight, uh, yeah. Um, and then Sheffield fires five salvos of star shell um, uh, uh, at a range of 11,700 yards. Which um, is, what, six, six, six plus miles, isn't it? Yeah. But enough of the illuminations. 0930, Norfolk fires six broadsides of HE. High explosives yes. um, at a range of nine thousand eight hundred yards. Blind firing. And just to explain, we should explain the difference yeah. between a broadside, a broad, a broadside, oh, yes, and a uh, salvo. That is worth explaining, isn't it? So broadsides, all guns, all at once. All, all yeah, four, they're all pointing so in the same direction. And say you've got, say you've got 12, 12 guns, six inch guns, or whatever you've got. They're yeah. all firing as one. A salvo is when they're firing independently. So you might um, be boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah rather than vroom. blam. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fraser orders McCoy to um, 
turn the convoy on a northerly course to get to get out of the way, basically clear the battle area, which he which he does. Three cruisers of Force One uh, also um, uh, alter, they alter course. Norfolk opens fire and then drops back. Um, uh, uh, Belfast. Uh, it's interesting though. They claim to they, they claim hits on the Sharnhorse from this first salvo, which I think that's that's incredible in itself, isn't it? The, the, well, well it, it absolutely does hit it. Yeah, yeah, but it's radar gunnery. I mean, it's absolutely extraordinary, isn't it? The, 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 yeah. the, the radar gunnery is this good at this point in the war. So they hit her, they hit her in, in three places, don't they? Port high-angle d- director abreast uh, uh, the bridge, controlling the forward port side guns. So that's really bad news because that, that, that means the bridge is within spitting distance. I mean, if you're, an, if you're the commander the and, and, the, yeah. and the key personnel on the top of the bridge and you see that come in, that's, that's really not great. Yeah, then one goes through the forecastle deck, finishing the cruise quarters, and a third shell you can imagine what, what You can imagine what that, you know, that's, that's, that's killing a number of people just just like that. Yeah, Straight exactly. In. And the third shell lands between the hundred, third hundred fifty millimeter turret on the port side of the torpedo tubes. So I mean, you know, they're being roughed. They're being roughed up immediately. People are dying on the Sharnhorst already. Um, not oh nine thirty five. McCoy asks Burnett if he needs any destroyer help. So McCoy wants to get involved, doesn't he? So then Fraser says, actually, yes, send four destroyers. Um, uh, Burnett is unaware of this and asks McCoy for six destroyers. So Burnett's feeling a little bit more confident than Fraser, arguably, at, the, at, at this precise moment, isn't he? Saying, "Yeah, send them over; it'll be fine. Send the destroyers over; it'll be fine." Get to yeah, it. but it goes back to your 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 mission command point from the first episode that 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 again, because of this 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 waiting between ciphering of uh, deciphering of signals, you you necess- you know you're in the middle of an action. You just got to make you got to make decisions. You got to make decisions, and you got you got no time. But, you know, they're not at yeah. home to Mister and Mrs. Faf. Like, and commit to them uh, uh, is yeah, the other thing. Exactly. Rather than dawdle, and what and what Bay's been doing is dawdling and not committing. Is the is the yeah, and he he wants out. He wants to get out of there as quickly yeah, yeah. as possible now. At this so point. retires. So at the oh nine thirty eight, having been hit by three shells, um, uh, alters course to one hundred fifty degrees, which is basically which is southeast, but back, <laughs> back yeah. backwards, works up to thirty knots. So he's 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 very much determined to, to get out of there. Yeah. Norfolk ceases fire. Uh, the destroyers uh, pick up a U-boat huff-duff signal, so they run another sweep. The Sharnhorst is, is getting at, getting out of there, and Bay lets Dernitz, or Bay signals to Dernitz that he's being engaged by a cruiser force using radar detected gunnery, so he knows what he's up against, but they give chase. So, I mean, it, it's all very well him trying to get out of here now. It's too late. He, but Bay is trying to attack the convoy rather than the rather rather than the yeah, cruiser so force. What, so, what he's planning is a massive, great. He, he's going to the southeast and he's going to do a big sweep round and go round the back of them and up north and try and get the convoy. That's his plan. Which isn't going to. We'll see. Is it going? Is it going to work out for him? Is it? He could have just kept going southeast and headed back to Altenfjord and. They would and have lived said to we're out. Day. We're outgunned. You like you said, boss. We were outgunned, and I've used my discretion. Discretion is the better part of valor, and and all that. And then he'd have yep. been Sean Horse would have been dry in dry dock for a bit or whatever. And six one seven squadron would have sunk it later. Anyway, that's not the point. The Zestoras um, are ordered onto the convoy. Um, uh, the Luftwaffe have a look, uh, but Force One Force One then has to decide what to do because the Sean is leaving basically. Yeah, and, and trying McCoy, to them off. McCoy sends his four destroyers to go and help force one yeah they're not going to give up that easily is the is the the point uh, uh, as we know so the second action at 11 55 force one are steering at 045 degrees at 18 knots as the convoy well, first of all just before we just before we get to that so fraser's got a big decision to make because his destroyer some of his destroyers are starting to run a bit short of fuel do they push on and, and go for it and try and get the Sharnhorst? 
um, in case Force One can regain contract, or do you do you just go back to Scapa Flow? But but Fraser's a fighting admiral. It's yeah, aggression, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 so yeah, the yeah. second action is a, is a is a is a product of that decision, isn't it? It's no, actually, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stick with it. Force, Force One, One is getting close now. Is is getting close again? Um, uh, yeah. by by about noon, um, Bay orders the the destroyer is a store of flotilla to attack the convoy, and also. They're well out of they're well out of range from him, so they can't really they can't help yeah. him if he runs into trouble either. So I mean, it's all very. It's but the problem really is that the destroyers are they, they, they've gone too far. Yeah, they've exactly, gone far. exactly. They're not to the east. Far. They're, they're to they're the west. To the east, they're yeah. too far to the west. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, uh, and at five past noon, um, Force One are now nice and close to the convoy. So even if even if the Scharnhorst's intention is to come around and swing around onto the convoy they're going to deal with him anyway so i mean it's- yes because force one have gone and chased after after sean horse but only for a little bit because the, the the gap is 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 growing so they think okay right well let's turn back and, and protect the convoy and hope that the sean horse comes back for another another comes crack. For the convoy yeah yeah and peter fleck which is peter exactly fleck, what happens peter fleck has his lunch of a very cold corned beef sandwich and cold tea yep. um uh, or dinner as he calls sand- it um a sand vike, yeah. as I've spelt it, <laughs> and he gets news in driblets, as he says. So yeah. basically, it's it's a bit of rumor, it's a bit of this, it's a bit of that, isn't it? That, that yeah, you know, you're in and, that and, gun uh, you, and you can sense that kind of sense of anxiety about, you know, have we missed it? Is that it? Is that the only chance we're going to have? You know, it was all very thrilling firing a few broadsides, but but this is the moment past. You know, who knows? Yeah. Well, and if you're if you're in a turret, you don't know. I mean, I think it's quite interesting that yeah. this action is essentially happening in the dark in extremely high seas. Yes. No one saw any of this happen, did they? Or very, very few people saw saw what witnessed this with their eyeballs. So um, the the four, so thirty sixth division is now ordered onto the starboard flank of of Force One. So that's so that they can concentrate on sh- on sinking ships and not get worry have to worry about torpedoes coming from U boats. That's basically yeah. what's going on there. Musketeer yeah. is the leading is a leading leading one of these four destroyers that have been seconded yeah. and is and then one the Sheffield, mile away from the cruisers. And then the Sheffield picks up radar contact again. So we go into the same process of um, and everyone gets uh, excited again. Um, uh, yeah. That's at ten past twelve, and then at, at, um, at twenty three past twelve, and Burnett orders the destroyers to close up. Uh, they fire a, a star shell again, seven point three miles, so really close. Twelve twenty four, the Scharnhorsts in sight, and all three cruisers start firing broadsides. Musketeer, the destroyer, yep. opens from seven thousand, opens fire at seven thousand yards. And when we, when, when you, um, you know, as a, as a reminder of, of what what Scharnhorst is packing in terms of um, uh, 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 armament. You know, she's got 150mm guns, 1,250mm guns, nine 280. Yeah. So to come in that yeah. close with the destroyer is very gutsy, isn't it? Yeah, and Virago gets straddled by a, a, a return salvo yeah. from the Scharnhorst, which causes yeah. all sorts of damage. Because I think it's really important to, uh, to, to, for everyone to understand that, that, that if, a, if a shell goes into the, um, into the sea and it's kind of sort of 100 yards away, you still get clattered with shrapnel. Because it hits the sea, it explodes, uh, it explodes and bits go everywhere. You yeah. know? So, so yeah. you're not safe. If, if if it doesn't hit you necessarily, yeah. um, so the Shonhorst is returning fire. I mean, that's the that's the thing that is now is now engaging properly. But but three uh, cruisers worth of broadsides from the Sheffield, right. Belfast, um, and the Norfolk, and yeah. and hits are observed. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, yeah. it's not unpleasant. Certainly, one shell from the um, uh, Shonhorst hits the Norfolk X turret, putting that turret out of action. Another shell lands amidships on Norfolk. I mean, if you're the Shonhorst, you're thinking, well, which one do we shoot at? Is that's the other thing, isn't it? Right, of course. Yeah, don't know, don't know, because you could 
I mean, so what 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 are the gunnery decisions going on on the channels? Is it is it is it a kind of like every man for itself, or is it like well, we'll do that ship with a broad broadside, then we'll do the next ship with a broadside? What I mean, what would what do you do in that situation when you're when you're faced with that many targets? Which is after I all, don't the, know. what's Bay thinking? Is he thinking shoot at everything all at once, or or pick them off one by one? Um, yep. One, I mean, a salvo straddles Sheffield as well, and there are shell splinters. And the Sheffield re- reduces its um, uh, fire, doesn't it? The due to bad visibility and the difficulty of seeing the target owing to the heavy spray and cordite smoke. So, that, so there's smoke, there's confusion yep. once the gunnery starts. Um, there's still a swell out. I mean, that's the problem. Know, like, know, these things are rocking yeah, about yeah, all over yeah, the place yeah, and yeah, trying to fire. I mean, it's just extraordinary. Musketeer stops firing at 12.36, having fired 52, 52 salvos. salvos. 1240, uh, 12.40, Sheffield stops firing with the target out of visual range at 11,400 yards. Belfast fires a further broadside from the A and B turrets and um, as X and Y couldn't quite bear at this point. A and B turrets then fire a further eight salvos using visual technique. 12.41, Belfast stops firing. Norfolk gets hit and, and, and there's one one officer and six men killed. Um, and, and the it's Type 4 is knocked out. Yeah. But it's but it's up and running again by 12.41. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. amazing. And fires another nine broadsides. And all this time, Sharnhorst is repeatedly altering course, jinking around, doing what it can. I mean, yeah, as, yeah, well yeah. It, as well you might. Uh, and then and then a chase begins, basically. Um, the 36th yeah. Division uh, uh, destroyers come up. Or rather, Force One comes up along Thirty uh, Sixth Division, and the Shan horse is chased away from the from the convoy from one o'clock. Um, the German the, the the German destroyers are still looking for the convoy, so they they just have missed out on all of this completely. Yes, but this is the moment where Bay thinks enough is enough. Yeah, it's yeah. time to go home. So all yeah. he's interested in now is getting the hell out of there as quickly as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Because at, at fourteen eighteen, at 20, nearly twenty past two, he orders a, a store of flotilla to return to base, and then he yeah. signals. Actually, admittedly, an hour later, yeah. that's presumably because he's got his hands full. He signals yeah. Group and Nord and tells them the Scharnhorst is also heading back to Alsenfjord in yeah. Norway. So basically, what he's at this point trying to do is 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 get the hell out of there. And the and the the key for the f- battle of that afternoon and evening is whether he whether the Scharnhorst can get out of the fray quick enough before Force 2 and Force 1 are able to sandwich them in the middle. So um, Fraser thinks that they'll intercept the Sean Alston around quarter past five, 17.15. The convoy alters course again. Yeah, he is. Yeah, the convoy alters course again. It's still being shattered by U-boats. But the convoy is is essentially safe, uh, 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 effectively, isn't it? Yeah. Um, So so what's happening? Sean Horst is heading southeast. And what's happening with with, with Force 2, i.e., Fraser and the Duke of York and the Jamaica and the, and the S-class destroyers is that they are now heading almost due east. So they're trying to they're trying to anticipate where the Shan horse will be so that they can cut in from the from the flank. That's basically what they're on it on its on the Shan horse starboard side as it's, it's, it's so it's right hand side as it's heading heading southwards back to Altenfjord. So cut in on it and then Force One will be able to come back down from the north so then that's how the sandwich will happen although there's that's a fire the on there's a fire on sheffield so she has to reduce speed because it's not on, like john horse hasn't hit anything 1617 the duke of york picks up the shan so it's working they've spotted the duke of york spotted the shan horse at forty five thousand five hundred yards and fleck then uh, at the same time uh here's on jamaica peter fleck here's alarm red 65 so they're, they're it's working they're, they really are catching them up 
Um, I mean, Musketeers in the thick of it all the time, isn't she? She, she, yeah, yeah. She, she leads on. They pick up an echo, but it turns out to be one of the one of the mer- merchant vessels. vessels. Sheffield, although has a locked, damaged shaft, has managed to get fix it, and they're they're back up to twenty three knots. Belfast is ahead. I mean, it's interesting. They are racing each other, aren't they? There is an element that yep. the, the, the captains are, are racing one another in order to be first to close and de- deliver the blow, aren't they? There's a, there's yep. a yeah, there's yeah. a bit of there's a bit of that going on, isn't there? But there's absolutely no question. By twenty past four, they are really yeah. really homing in. They are really homing in. The Duke of the Duke of York's closing in on Scharnhorst. Uh, by half past four, they're sixteen point eight miles away. The destroyers yep. are closing in. Sixteen thirty three. Jamaica picks up the Scharnhorst on its two seven three radar. Um, Twenty seven thousand five hundred yards, which is about uh, so. What's that? That's about fourteen fifteen miles, isn't it? Yeah. So so time time's running out for the Scharnhorst. Sixteen thirty eight. Fraser orders the force two destroyers to prepare for a torpedo attack. Scharnhorst is thirteen miles away. From the from the destroyers and nineteen thousand three hundred yards to the Duke of York, so eleven miles to the Duke of York and Jamaica. Yep. So Belfast is ordered to get ready to illuminate uh, Scharnhorst, which is to um, the north of Scharnhorst at the moment. Yeah, the Hyder and the Huron um, uh, the destroyers get a fix on Huffduff fixes on the U boat, so that's under so that's under control. They're still escorting. So, um, they're still. Yeah. Escorting JW fifty five B, but that that demonstrates that they're on it. They're they're they're, they're doing their job. They're protecting the convoy, and of course, it's completely dark again by now because it's what what is it? It's quarter to five. Sean Scharnhorst alters course again to port. Force two have altered their course accordingly so that the turrets all have clear arcs to the target. Because if you want to fire a proper broadside, you want your turrets best pointed at the target, don't you? For stable gunnery, well, exactly. And all that sort of thing. But 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 what is absolutely clear by by a quarter to five uh, by by sixteen forty five on that Boxing Day Sunday is that the Shan horse is now trapped. It's now it's now sandwiched between Force One and Force Two. So for, for, Force Force Two is coming from from the west and uh, uh, cutting in on it from the southwest, um, uh, and, and Force, Force One is coming from the north, coming down from the north. And, and so, the, so and if, the, you, if you th- if you think of Shan horse at the centre of the clock, Force One is at kind of twelve o'clock or eleven o'clock, yeah, yeah. and Force Two. Duke of York and Fraser, they're at about eight o'clock. Well, yeah, and yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe and, more like nine, eight thirty, nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's uh, and, basically, and that's, so that's and closing in on the centre, closing in on. So, Shanghai. so at uh, sixteen forty-seven, uh, Belfast fires star shells that don't, don't to illuminate the Charnels. It doesn't work. And then the Duke of York, a minute later, fires a star shell from its five point two five inch guns, which illuminate the target. And at 1650, the Duke of York opens fire at a range of 12,000 yards at 6.8 miles. I mean, what, what, what an incredibly magnificent sight that must have been. The flashes <laughs> in the darkness, the, 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 this, the mighty battleship rocking with the blast of this broadside. I mean, you know, th- that is immense. I mean, we were, we were standing outside the Imperial um, War Museum the other day looking at those 14-inch guns, guns yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are big boys. I mean, that's what these guys are firing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, you say what a magnificent What's on Duke York? Is it 14-inch or 15-inch? I can't remember. Uh, uh, well, I mean, you say what a they're magnificent sight there must have been. Not on the Shanos, because they're taken by complete surprise, which I think is absolutely yeah. amazing. Are they not? Are they well, they not have no at, idea that Force Two is coming. But if they're not looking at their radar, are they? I mean, are they not? No, no, they're, they're just. It's just not. They haven't picked up on this. This is what's really amazing. Their radar isn't anything like as good as British radar. Yeah, but still, and and isn't able to bring fire return fire is the is the point. Alters course to the north. I mean, I mean, it's interesting. If and, you and heading bay, straight back into Force One. Yeah, yeah. But if you obey, you might think oh, maybe we speed up heading. Maybe we speed up. Just run away, <laughs> run away, run away, run away. Um, uh, and and Force One alters course. Also, the Duke of the Duke of York 
then does a looks for torpedo tracks. So does a swing where to comb the tracks of any torpedoes that may have been fired at us. So they, you know, no one's getting overexcited here. They're all being very, they're, they're still being, they're dotting the I's and crossing the T's at this point. Then Jamaica yeah. opens fire at thirteen thousand um, yards, which is about seven miles, isn't it? It's Jamaica, and Peter Flex says, and he's he's in his anti-flash gear and his tin hat, which is where you have this kind of sort of white hood, um, yeah. and, and you have your helmet on top of your white hood, basically. Yeah. A wonderful view of anything, though I wasn't quite sure what was gun flash and what was explosion. He notices that the Scharnhorst star shells gave greeny-yellow light, whereas theirs were much pinker and softer. Although the range was about 13,000 yards, we could see a dim shape, which was her. All flashes were a green colour, and hit sort of lingered after the first concussion. You could see them flash from Scharnhorst, and then you had about 20 seconds in which to think, well, where will this little lot land? Perhaps here. God, I mean, amazing, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. But, yeah, but it's, I love that. I love his his piece because it is really vivid. It does give you a very a very clear sense, I think, of what it must have been like. And this is, you know, you can see this this sort of winking of these flashes. You just and you you just don't know whether it's going to hit you or not. Yeah. Um. So the Duke of York's first broadside straddles the Scharnhorst. Um. Uh, and they 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 hit um uh, uh turret A. Um. And puts out uh, of action. F- fire flashes back into turret B. Um, uh, so a yeah, a turret's out of action on the Scharnhorst. B turret um, shells shells land on the quarter deck near C turret. I mean, it's <coughs> Scharnhorst is still returning fire though. She's 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 not just um she's not yes, just but but, of, but a de- a turret is completely out. B turret yeah. is out temporarily. Um, uh, so she's Scharnhorst fires at Savage. Um, and then Force One start up again with another broadside at sixteen fifty seven. Belfast then manoeuvres to fire torpedoes. Belfast is joined by Norfolk. The Scharnhorst suddenly turns on a leastly course. I mean, he, he, he just doesn't know where to go. He, he doesn't know where to go. There's, there's yeah. major panic. And basically what's happening yeah. is the Scharnhorst suddenly realises they're surrounded by a lot more firepower than they can possibly return. And, and, and it knows it's trapped. I mean, you know, it is like the, the, the big bear that's been kind of cornered. It's hard to put into words how, how panicked you would be, yeah. the Scharnhorst, because you well, know that you're absolutely stuffed. Which means why at 17.25, and this sort of drama continues, but at 17.25, Bay signals to Dernitz that he is surrounded. So the penny... And, and the he penny effectively ha- is. And he is. The penny has finally, finally dropped. I mean, he, he, might, he can still steam on, he can still change course, and he's still capable of 30 knots, but he is surrounded. So having let, let Dernitz know that, the minute, the minute later, Fraser orders Force 1 to join Force 2, so they're all going to gang up on him and uh, on Bay and, and finish him. And, then, then and, a cha- and the Duke of York and the Jamaica are still firing broadsides at this point, yeah. at 17.30, at 5.30. Yeah. As a chase, but a chase with gunfire. So the Charnos is damaged by this firing from Jamaica and the Duke of York. B turret is knocked out. 14-inch shell goes into the boiler room at, um, at 20 past six, just above the waterline. So they're they're trying to fix stuff, but are no longer able to fire. Yeah, and the problem is, of course, is this is going to start to affect the speed of the Shan horse. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And the one yeah. thing it's got above everything else is speed. Once yeah. it hasn't got speed, it is absolutely trapped. It's trapped, done for. And Fleck, Fleck sees the Duke... I mean, she's still... But, but the Shan horse is still firing. Uh, Fleck sees the Duke of York get hit amidships. And as she was firing at the same time, there's a terrific explosion, a sort of reddish flame speckled black and tons of smoke. It gave me quite a nasty turn. Um, at, at 1824, the Duke of York ceases firing after firing 52 broadsides. <laughs> 52 broadsides. I mean, can you imagine? The heavy metal uh, of that. Oh, just incredible. And on Jamaica, the first lieutenant gives updates over the tannoy. 
Yeah. And, and I like this little bit. So, so Peter Fleck says he always started Boxing Day bulletin, a uh, bulletin, and so on. Um, and when everyone was very excited, you could hear him with the bosun's mate as to which the next number was. Hear him arguing, sorry, with the um, with the bosun's mate as to which the next number was. We had two whacking great battleland signs up, one forward and one aft. It was a wonderful sight and gave me a big kick to see them flying. But the forward one was shot away and draped itself around the forward funnel quite early on. Oh, it's, it, it's really, really brilliant account, isn't it? Incredibly yeah, amazing, big. amazing. Um, the, the destroyers go in um, uh, from kind of half past. So it's now six. half past six. Yeah, Savage and S- Samares go in um, uh, uh, to attack the the shuttles from the west. So the shuttles turn south. So these um, are the four S class destroyers, which are a part of Force Two. So supporting Jamaica and the Duke of York. And the idea is to send one to the to to the to attack from the port side of Star- of, of Sharnhorst and another on on the starboard side of shan horse so that one attacks gets the you know if, if they if they do get seen they they attract the attention of the shan horse on the north you know on one side while the other, the other two creep around yeah. the next yeah and they fire full salvos of eight torpedoes so yeah basically many of which hit many of which many of which hit and the shan horse tries to return fire um uh th- th- these torpedoes Strike the strike the the Scharnhorst, and then and then the Samaras um, uh, and and Savage are hit as well by the return fire, aren't they? So that, so, yeah. that, so it's 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 going it's going back back and forth. But the point is is the is the Scharnhorst is unable to it's steam on hammered. as a result. It's of getting absolutely hammered. Eighteen fifty five. Savage fires full range of torpedoes from three thousand five hundred yards, which is literally nothing. I mean, that's, and that's like yeah, two miles, two miles away, less than yeah. two miles. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is which is point blank range, uh, uh, yeah. you know, on this this class effectively. Of yeah, Somerez yeah. only only four at a range of one thousand eight hundred yards. Yeah, I mean that that is literally a mile, isn't it? What, what's a mile? One thousand seven hundred thirty-four. <clears> I mean, if you can get in that close, the, that's a, a sign that the the, the Sharnhorst has had it, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, completely, completely. Um, and this was because several shells hit the Somerez but didn't explode, while others landed in the sea. Splinters yep. decimated the torpedo men on the deck. Um, yep. Hull punctured in seven places, uh, but all above above the waterline. But the torpedo strikes on the on the Scharnhorst are as follows: one from the Scorpion hit just forward of the bridge on the starboard side. Three torpedoes from the Somerez and Savage hit the port side. So this is this idea that you're attacking them from both sides with devastating effect. One explodes alongside a boiler room. Another hits the vessel aft, flooding a number of compartments, and a third hits um, hits her on the bows. So he's no longer a longer. It can, you know, this is massively reducing its speed to about twenty knots, something like that. You know, which means it's 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 stuffed. And Peter Fleck. Um, is watching this. He said, "You could see a few tiny fires in channels now, but soon red tracer appeared from everywhere in a very low parabola, just pumped and pumped endlessly into her." These came from all over the place, all coming to a combined target. It was a wonderful sight. I mean, in a well, way, you can imagine because you've now got destroyers here. You've got crew. You've got the. Th- you've got four cruisers. You've got Jamaica, yeah. um, and and the Duke of York, which is obviously a bat- Duke of York being a battleship. Then you've got the three cruisers: um, Belfast, Norfolk, and Sheffield. Then you've got eight destroyers now because you've got the four which are yeah. uh, which which have reached from which were detached from the convoy, and you've got the four destroyers that were with Force Two, the S class destroyers. So. They also have anti-aircraft guns, these Erlikons and, and, and so on, which, and they're just absolutely just firing and firing and firing. So it's torpedoes, heavy guns, small guns, all all homing in on this crippled vessel, this mighty I mean, beast, it, which it, is... It's interesting, isn't it, though? Because, because 
the Charlotte is finished by now. You could stop now, couldn't you? No, you got to sit at home. <laughs> well, no, but you could, you could, you could stop, and you could take Bay prisoner, and you could, you know, all that's, you know what I mean. It, 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 stop it! He's dead already. Uh, anyway, the Duke of North York then opens opens fire ag- um, again at one minute past seven, nineteen oh one. Meanwhile, on the Charles Bay is uh, ordering the remaining ammo from A and B turrets to serve in C turrets. So that's how bad things are for him yep. on the Scharnhorst. I, I think it's absolutely fascinating that we know as much detail as what, what's happening on the Scharnhorst in terms of where the damage is and all that sort of thing. Yes. Given, given, yes, absolutely. The well, there were, there were survivors and they, they kept very detailed accounts. And there is actually a very detailed account um, done from the German perspective of all of this. Jamaica gets gets lit up by one of their own star shells. And Peter Fleck says, um, the thing about star shell is that you feel so terribly naked as though everyone can see you exactly. Their close range were firing at us and all the tracer was going straight at us and then over. We could see it all coming. The ratings working radar could see our shells going out and there. Um, coming in on the screens. I mean, imagine that. Then when the near misses came, you heard a sort of a whoosh, crump, crump in very quick succession. And then you could see it hit the water sometimes and the spray came and tinkled your hat. Um, at, at 1907, Force One moves in so it can fire without um, risk of overshooting and hitting Force Two and vice versa. Yep. Sean Horse is down to 10 knots. And then at 1911, finally, Bay receives a signal from Dernitz. <laughs> Promising, Promising destroyers just- <laughs> and U-boats. I mean, yeah, thanks, boss. Thanks, boss. Cheers for that. <laughs> Cheers I for mean, that. honestly. I mean, oh, honestly. Can't you believe that it? That beggars belief, doesn't it? Doesn't um, it? Really. Doesn't. You know, why didn't you disengage or any of the chance, you fool? There's there's not that. Um, uh, yeah. Belfast then gets stuck in, you know, with, with guns and torpedoes. Yeah, yeah. 1715, sea turret starts firing. Yeah. So the only thing that's still left is one, one or two 150 millimeter guns. That that that's it at that point. And at 1925, Peter Fleck says, "Then we started our show. There was a Boxing Day bulletin number 32, and the first lieutenant called out in a very excited voice, C and C to Jamaica, go in and finish her with torpedoes.'" Everyone started shouting and cheering. We went to 3,500 miles, yes, less than two miles, firing our six-inch all the time. I mean, yeah. I mean it's it, the, the, the ruthlessness. In dist- I mean, this is a crippled vessel. The ruthlessness in then going in and destroying it. I, I mean, obviously, yeah. I, I know why they're doing it. And I, I, I get it. And I, I've been flipped really earlier by sort of saying, you know, why not stop? Because you, you've got to send a thing like this to the bottom, haven't you, really? Yeah, you've got to, yeah. They fired twenty, having fired twenty-two broadsides, then fired two torpedoes. Oh, no, no, no. We got better. We're not going to oh. just do the rest of the Peter. Oh, right, right, okay, 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 okay. Go on, go on then. Well, the the blast when our guns went off was terrific. My tin hat went off several times. You could see the base of the shells, little red lights coming together in a little cluster, and watching them going over till they started down. And I wondered what poor bastard was going to get it that time. We were hitting continuously, and the Shan horse was a fire. There was a big red glow, and through glasses you could actually see quite a bit. Yeah. So they fired, like I say, they fired twenty-two broadsides, two rounds two torpedoes. torpedoes. Yep. No, no hits to the torpedoes. I mean, how close are they? And they're not. They're, yeah, they're, well. they're missing. And they fire th- um, thirty-six six-inch rounds. Well, it's, yeah. Again, it's the, it's the conditions. Um, the Shannons replies with all the remaining arms, but the shooting's all over the place. Belfast fires three torpedoes. The Duke of York stops firing, and at half past seven, nineteen thirty, the Shannons is listing very badly to starboard. Finally, and Captain Hintzer orders his crew to abandon ship. Yep. Um, opportune fires for whatever opportune fires for torpedoes. I mean, there's an aptly named ship. Uh, the the yep. shuttle's going down and opportune takes its moment. 
Fire four torpedoes. Musketeer's only a thousand yards away. Fires four fires more. four. Hits it three, three times. Yeah. Opportune fires again. Virago fires seven, claiming two hits. And at 1936, Scharnhorst ceases firing. Jamaica fires two more torpedoes in 1937. It's extraordinary, isn't it? And then there's this huge explosion at 1945, and that's it. When the magazine goes that, up. That's the magazine blowing up, and the whole ship just goes goes down and it just vanishes they they, they just they it just vanishes um scorpion picks up 30 crew matchless picks up six 36 that's it that's that's all who picked up peter fleck says i must say i was sorry for them no one could have lived more than half an hour in that um at the outside in that water the whole ship must have been a raging furnace at the end and yet they were still firing they fought wonderfully there wasn't a sign of running once the battle really started they just bloody well fought and fought so there's there's absolutely amazing um kind of respect from from the british point yeah. of view fraser says and and you know this is a battle in which the germans have lost 1932 men killed 36 captured the royal navy loses 21 men and 11 wounded gentlemen the battle against the shanhorst has ended in victory for us I hope that any of you who are ever called upon to leadership into action against an opponent many times superior will command your ship as gallantly as the Scharnhorst was commanded today. So he's saying these lads went down fighting. God bless them in the tradition, boldest traditions of all the navies of the world, but we won because they bit off more than they could chew. Which which they absolutely did. I mean, it's... It must have been the most amazing thing to witness that to see to see to see the end. You, you know, you you ever you could sense that everyone's at a fever pitch. All 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 the British people are uh, on Boxing Day as they they know that they they've got a golden opportunity to hear to see sink a ship that has been the fawn in the side of the British home fleet since the start of the war. Well, that has caused all sorts of trouble. Which let's not forget it has sunk the uh, an aircraft carrier and a cruiser itself. Um, the Channel Dash, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the national humiliation of the Channel Dash. The national I mean, humiliation, yeah, yeah. and so they, they've scented blood, and they and they've got it. They found it. They've managed to corner it, and and the the final kind of end as this huge beast is just completely outfoxed. It's outgunned. It's it's outintelligenced. It's it's out. It's it's outfought by by superior gunnery from the Royal Navy. Better technology, better skill, better seamanship. You know, it, it doesn't have a chance really once once it's got caught in that pincer. Uh, and and the clinical way with which the Royal Navy home in absolutely fearlessly themselves, it has to be said, particularly from the point of view of the of the destroyers, and and finish it off is just just amazing. But what's also amazing is just how many hits it takes to sink one of these beasts. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know, it, it, it's a big thing, and anyone who was witness to that, it, it, it would be an event that you just simply would never be able to erase from your brain, your memory. Yeah. It, it would have been the most extraordinary sight, smells, sounds. What? what the, I mean, the, the noise, noise of that gunner. If you're one of the, if you're one of those ships firing a broadside, that that's oh. surely a sound you never forget in your life. And and, it, and, and it, of course, what it means is is that the the Arctic convoys now have basically have a free passage, effectively. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the threat to any further Arctic convoys is, is kind of over. So it is a it, it is a big game changer, and it comes at the end of 1943, which has been a terrible year for for for, for the Germans, but has ended for the Allies in not such a great shape either, with the kind of stagnation in Italy and things not all going 100 percent according to plan. So so 
it, it's it's a it's a big victory and needless to say you know it's, it's it's front page of all the newspapers the next day and or two days later or whatever um but the amazing thing as peter fleck said right when that quote right at the beginning is is you know it's like okay well we've done it then right on we go the forces disperse they go to the back to back to scapa or back onto the cola inlet or or whatever and i mean the the, the final thing to say about it is that jw55b does get to um get to get to russia um successfully without a single loss um you know it is it is the final nail in the coffee coffin i would say of the kriegsmarine as a as a as a potential threat to to the allies yeah yeah, yeah. and there you go yes yeah, but don't worry. Dernitz has sent some destroyers and some U-boats, Jim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank goodness. And he's still going to be in charge, and he's going to take over his Führer. So it's he's going to take okay. over his Führer. So yeah, so take everything's all right. Everything's all right yeah, for him. All right. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, well. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, Sharnas <laughs> has gone to the bottom. Uh, uh, well, thank you very much for listening. Twenty twenty four is before us. So nineteen forty four. That's a it. We're ton, done with forty three now. A ton of stuff to do. Loads of things to cover. Um, very exciting. Um, thanks for listening. Don't forget, we have Ways Fest, of course, in July um, uh, at Black Pit Brewery. Um, that's wehavewaysfest.com. I think it's the website. I, can't, I can never remember. Look it up, it? you intelligent people. Um, we'll see you all very soon. <laughs> Cheerio. Cheerio. Cheerio.